Welcome to episode 104 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And with me as always is Kareen. Hello. Hi, Steve. So today we are going to cover a, an interesting topic. That's something that I've been through in recent months. And that is planning for an, a medical emergency. You know, these things that you sort of wake up in the morning and out of nowhere, you've suddenly got to go to the doctors and that then leads to something else that you'd not planned for at all. And in my case, it was, you know, about the third time in my life that I've been into a hospital. So <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. And it's not until you've put yourself in or been through that situation, you suddenly realise that what information you actually need rather than what you thought you needed <laughs> and um, it can get sort of well not tragic but you, you can end up in a sort of a sticky situation sort of thing well we, we walk around all day thinking we have everything we need on us right we, we walk around going, well, I need my keys, I need my watch, I need right these basic things, my phone. And then suddenly there's a spanner thrown into it and you find yourself in this condition where, in fact, your phone was taken away from you, right, Steve, mm. when you got to yep. hospital? Yeah. So all that, that one thing that you carry, which you think's got every bit of information you'll ever need on it and you don't have right. it with you. <laughs> they take it away from you and they let you, they don't let you use it. And you know where it is, but you don't even have your wife's phone number in my case. <laughs> ah, where do we go from? I could remember my home number, though. That was one thing. But I couldn't remember my wife's phone number. I know it began with 06, but so do all the other mobile numbers in France. <laughs> Yeah, yes. not helpful, and especially when you're when you're in that panic state of not knowing mm. if you're going to be all right. You really, of course, and then they did they didn't let Allison in because of the pandemic, mm. um, so you were really on your own, left to the mag magnanimous mm. level of French that you have, and exactly. um, the hieroglyphics and uh, charades and all of that that you were doing trying to get the doctors to understand. Did you have your medications with you at least? I had some of them with me, but not all of them. So, of course, when they asked me what medication you on, I couldn't even remember the names, let alone in English, let alone in French. So the, yeah, that was a bit yeah. of a disaster. And I was fortunately able to sort of tell them later on in the day what I was actually on or had been on. They basically took everything off me and said, nope, you're not taking any of those now. We're going to make sure that uh, you're okay. And whatever. So, yeah, it was a bit of a... Um, a surprise, let's say, you know, because I started off the day um, with a doctor's visit about eight o'clock in the morning. So there's me wandering into the doctor's, yeah, expecting as normal. He'd send me to a blood for a blood test, which is just up the other end of the town. And normally you, do, you can't have breakfast for that. So right, I had right. no breakfast. Of course, then by, 11, by sort of 10 o'clock, I was in the hospital. And, Kill surprise. Uh, they, they didn't give me anything to eat either because, you know, you're all wired for sound sort of thing. You're thinking, where on earth is this going? Thinking, so how long am I going to be here for? Right, right. When, when's lunch? Yeah, when's lunch? I didn't get lunch either. Yeah. I did get a meal that evening, though. So it, 
it sort of kicked off a further weight loss, but not a recommended method of doing it, of course. But eventually, by the evening, I'd been reunited with my phone. <laughs> Alison yeah, had managed yeah. to get it to me, which was good. So, um, But it was just for those few hours that I was sort of left sort of you know, looking at myself thinking, what on earth do I do next sort of thing? Um, right. But um, whilst I was there for a few days, I did have a notebook with me and I started jotting things down about, you know, if I ever ended up in this situation again, heaven forbid, um, this is what I should have with me. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll go through the, the, the list, as it were. And I know you've got um, um, sort of a valid sort of list as well, because... You know, it's one of these things where you think, what would I do next time round so I don't get stuck in this situation again? And Well, um, yeah, it's important to have these things because we don't, we don't ever anticipate needing them. And I think it's in, in the anticipation that we realize how, in fact, unprepared we are. Mm. And um, my, my lovely accountant, Valerie Horner, God bless her, she has this thing she calls hit by bus theory. And whenever she sits me and Bobby down to do our taxes, she says, now, Bobby, if Corrine were to get hit by a bus today, would you know how to access all of these accounts? Would you know where the bills are? Would you know how to do dot, dot, dot? She, has, she sits us down every year and we hear this. And I have to say, I chuckle to myself because I know where things are, but I don't think <laughs> Bobby knows. So, so she's not wrong. And I think that's a very good place uh, to start thinking about what we might need in our potential go bag. And I would think this go bag would be relevant, whether it's a medical emergency or any other type of emergency mm -hmm. where you feel you need to leave your home and somehow there's not gonna be power or you're not gonna have access to your digital devices. And I think this is what the planner verse is about. Yeah, we're trying to get ourselves to a point of preparedness that allows us to at least save the rest of our family if we can't save ourselves or make it easier for everybody else to experience uh, a level of calm in in the chaos so so what would you say steve is your number number one item that people don't think about they should have with them and they ought to <laughs> well i was, was initially thought of something non-electronic for mm. the essential bits of items because in my situation, of course, I was all wired up for sound. So they said, oh, no, no, you can't have your phone in here anyway because it might interfere with all the monitoring stuff that we're stuck on you sort of thing. Oh, so many blooming pads and God knows what on right. my chest of mine. So um, just having a, a sort of a written note of contact numbers of friends and family, your own sort of... Um, name and address because you get asked these things and do your doctor's details with his phone number so they can ring him up if need be and i carry with me all the time my sort of medical card because that you know how you access your medical records uh, here in france is via a sort of smart card that plus um, um medical insurance documentation as well just a small that's just a small sort of slip type thing. And um, so everybody will have their own, you know, must have with them type items, I know. But certainly I, I was thinking of something that's, you know, a 
credit card size almost, but if you wanted to extend it a little bit further, something like um, a mini or a pocket organizer or a um, just a simple notebook or something like that and a pen. Yeah. yeah. So valuable to have. Um, you could and, even have it as a tab, like a medical SOS tab yeah. in whatever size planner you have. If you have mm. an A5 or personal, you yeah. don't need to create a whole new notebook out of this unless no. it's extensive. But just to have a sheet of information, I think, is clever mm. to just have that. And that you could even if you're incapacitated to speak, you can point to it mm. for the professionals to look at. Uh, the other obvious things were to have the details of your what medication you're currently on if you're on anything the you know the names of it what how many you take per day and what it's for and what have you um and um it's sort of a breakdown possibly well this is possibly taking a little bit too far of your medical history in my case i've only ever been in um hospital or kept in hospital for you know three times in my, my whole life really <laughs> disappointing for the French doctors the previous <laughs> events were sort of 40 odd years ago they went oh <laughs> what you can't sure. be in here you're not sick enough <laughs> you're not sick enough no exactly yeah. <laughs> where have you been so the, there were that that was sort of thing and th then sort of other oddities started sort of creeping up on me um within a day or so of um things to keep ready at home so if someone does go into hospital and they need sort of an sort of emergency bag things like a toiletries mm -hmm. bag you know the thing that you normally sort of take on holiday with you with everything that's in there you know toothbrush toothpaste all that sort of stuff i previously been in the habit of emptying the bag but not anymore <laughs> <laughs> i leave it ready to go um in the drawer in the bathroom sort of thing so it can just be literally taken out stuffed in a rucksack or something with some uh, changes of clothes and then just passed to me if need be which is what happened in um, fact when we go on holiday we keep some of those hotel sample items yeah. for soaps and things i keep them in my toiletry bag mm. and it's ready to go for next time it really doesn't need that much packing other than taking a toothbrush perhaps there's really everything that i need in there for the next go so that's a good idea to keep that handy and ready to go. And there's other obvious things like a charging lead, um, small mains charger or USB battery, that sort of stuff, um, to keep you sort of going. And all, in my case, entertained for a few days. <laughs> um, well. I know you had also mentioned um, carrying earbuds for your phone if they let you have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked uh, your idea of having a second Kindle or some kind of mm. reading tablet. I don't know if, if that's considered, that's probably electronic too, but if it's not transmitting, I would think that it's safer. Yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was fine once I'd, um, I was in the ward. It wasn't so much of a problem. Um, there was also all sorts of oddities and really that again mm. handy to have because it was pretty hot in the in the hospital anyway and it was you know in, in sort of not quite the height of summer but it was pretty warm um the sort of thing but uh, things like you know cotton underwear and cotton pajamas and stuff like that because the 
the, the sort of uh, surgical gowns they put you on aren't exactly today's fashion item, I can tell you. <laughs> and, and, and they're not for those that enjoy modesty, right? No. <laughs> you lose that quite quickly. <laughs> the moment you walk in. <laughs> yeah. Best to make sure you have a good sense of humour because you'll need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I had asked... Um, my husband, Bobby, who is a paramedic and a nurse and a retired combat medic, I told him what our episode was going to be about today. And this morning, he lit up like a firecracker. Because let me tell you what I'm tired of not seeing on patients. And that so I was like, okay, quick, let's write it down. So first of all, he had said to me to have a list of all of the chronic medical conditions you suffer from. If there's something that you're dealing with, have that on your list. Also list all of the medications you were taking, including supplements, you would be surprised how oftentimes supplements adversely impact any medications or chronic conditions you think you may have. You may be taking a supplement for sleep, but it may be affecting your back or whatever. I don't know how that works, but yeah. And he also suggested having a family history of chronic ailments because medical personnel will want to know these things and a list of your next of kin. Should something go wrong, who are they contacting? So obviously in, the, in your case, Allison's number would have been right there and you could have just had that number ready to go. He also suggested having a living will and a, a trust and a directive, right? So what kind of advanced directives would you like to have if something goes wrong and you can't make those choices for yourself? Someone else, in other words, your closest family member, is going to be making those decisions for you. So you want to make sure that you have some kind of advanced directive. And I was thinking as you were mentioning uh, the go pack, yeah, the little rucksack ready to go. First of all, tell your immediate family member where this pack is, right? So they're not looking for it. Number two, I would say put those, some snacks in it. Um, and I don't know what you call them, Steve, but I'm sure we have them because I got a pair of these from uh, w one of the British military personnel I worked with. They're these little vacuum-packed um, pods that have, it looks like baby food, but it's not baby food. Do you know what I'm talking about? You snap mm, off the so, cap. Yeah. yeah. I don't so know like, what you like, call like them. Like a Tupperware pack, maybe. Kind of like a Tupperware pack. It's like a plastic sleeve that's been vacuum-packed and it has food and it has sort of like fruit or whatever, something that can hold hold you down. And these things don't go bad for two, three years because they're vacuum sealed. They really hold well. So oh, that I would mean, be yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about, yeah? Mm. So those, and then of course it's the hit by bus theory. Where are the bills? Do you have access to them? Can you give your username and password to someone or write it down where your immediate family member can find it? And then indications if you have for your intentions or arrangements should something go horribly wrong does your family member know what they're doing with you or are they going to have to start thinking about this in a really inconvenient time when they're dealing with having to worry about you and amazingly enough he also did tell me about medical bracelets and he said that if you do have a medical bracelet it's great for the seasoned paramedic but if you're unlucky enough to have a new paramedic treating you they really don't know what to do with those bracelets. So they're going to 
stop at whatever it says at that bracelet. So if your bracelet says you're diabetic, that's great. And if they see you passed out, they're going to look for some indication of, um, you know, ketoacidosis or whatever it is. But other than that, you're going to have to rely on professional staff. So it's great to have a medical bracelet, but I really like your idea of putting all of this information on a little credit card size piece of paper that you can keep handy, maybe laminate it, Maybe keep, maybe keep it with the planner that says reward if found. And so all of your personal information's on there too. I know it's medical information, but at the same time, people are keen to want to return something when there's money involved. So I used to tear half of a, I had half of a $50 bill that I kept inside my planner. And I would say, if you want the other half, um, to call this number, you know, and the banks will replace that bill. If you just take it, they'll give you a crisp one that you can replace with. But that's that's what the medical professionals in, in, in my family are suggesting. I think it's keen. It's a good idea. I'd forgotten about those medical alert bracelets. They used, used to see them advertised quite a lot in sort of um, Sunday paper magazines and things. I, I'd forgotten all about them. I presume they still exist. I, I, they do. I, I'll have to go and uh, Google a few and see what, what, what they're like these days because I'd forgotten all about them. Yeah, they're good. They're good to have. But like I said, you have to be mindful that you don't know who's going to be treating you yeah. in a moment when you're when you're incapacitated. So mm. you have to ensure. Uh, how do I say this? The lowest common denominator. You have to make sure that the person who's treating you fully understands what what mm. needs to happen to you. And I think if we have a sheet, I, I really that's what I have in my planner is I have mm. a big bright orange tab that says medical SOS and it has all of my information in there and who to contact and all of this stuff. Um, one of the things I appreciated that you would put on your list was the earplugs because you said you had noisy neighbors did you yes. have in fact noisy neighbors <laughs> in your hospital <Yeah>. room <laughs> at first i was in a room on my own but uh, later on it was only a double room we were sort of quite s- separated out of my habit but this poor old chap he used to sit there chuntering to himself and i thought he was trying to hold a conversation with me at first in french of course. <laughs> excuse me but he what? wasn't he was talking to himself <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah and if that goes on the whole night then you're, well, you're tired so you're already in a yeah mm. it's it's when he tried to climb into my bed that i did start to object <laughs> no he didn't no, he did <laughs> was he an older gentleman yes he was in his must have been in his late 80s early 90s i would say i don't think right. he really realized where he was but uh he must have liked your cotton pajamas. Yeah. He must have wanted to know if you'd gotten them on sale or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, we won't go in, we won't dwell on that one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and then you had suggested also an eye mask, Steve. Yeah, I think that's so, a great idea. Earplugs and yeah, eye masks. These things that you sort of, you know, to cover up your eyes so if you do want to sleep rest during the day, you can do because otherwise, you know, you the, the level of light can be a bit disturbing for some people, I know, especially in summer. It's really, when, yeah, when it's really might, like packing for a, a, a nomadic trip, like a trip mm. that's far out there where you're not going to have regular services. Mm. It feels like we're packing for something like that or pre- preparing for something like that. Well, it's it's not exactly like a holiday, is it? Because, you know, during my short time in there, 
I had to get used to um, them coming into the room literally every three or four hours and checking my uh, blood pressure, checking my heart rate, checking my blood um, sugar, you know, oxygen, blood oxygen level in my, with one of these things that they stick on your fingers and what have you. Right, I call it the Star Trek device. It checks yeah. pulse oximeter. Yes, yes, yes. One of those. So you're sort of half awake at sort of three o'clock in the morning sort of thing. And so you're, you're getting sleep as and when you are, because you don't, you're not being, you're not exercising in any shape or form. And so you're sort of quite sort of lethargic, I suppose, in a way. So you just tend to sort of drift off at virtually any time of the day. Now, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough, in a way, that in a previous life, I did used to work shifts, including night shifts and what have you. So I can sleep virtually anywhere at any time, even when there's no sort of curtains or anything. I can just you know, drift. If I'm tired enough... I can actually fall asleep quite easily, but not everyone is that fortunate. So, how, how many days did you end up staying? I was in there about five days, I think, in the end. I went in on the sort of Tuesday, came out on the Saturday. And so, can you imagine? You know, you're you're sat at the doctor's office thinking you're about to go home and have breakfast. Yeah. And five <laughs> days later, <laughs> you actually do eventually get. Yeah. You've exposed your modesty to everyone. You finally do get to go have breakfast. You're contacting yeah? people saying, about that blog post tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not right, going to be able to right. finish it. <laughs> Can you do something? <laughs> oh, <panic>. Right. <laughs> you had also mentioned um, getting a series of podcasts ready to go. And I would think if you had one of those old um, iPad Nanos, do you remember? Not the mm. iPad Nanos. What were they called? The iPod. iPod Nanos. iPod Nanos. Like so. He's yes, showing just like one that. up to the screen. <laughs> yes, he's showing a blue, one of the longer ones. I have a short, fat, ready yeah. red guy. But those are great. You could just load those up with podcast recordings yeah. and pass the time that way. And The beauty of this sort again. of thing is it doesn't need recharging every five minutes like a normal mobile phone does. The thing would last for several more hours. You know, you'd be able to right. sort of amuse yourself with sort of half hour or hour sort of uh, audio podcasts quite easily and uh, right. you know again it, it takes up little room in a bag sort of thing um, wouldn't hurt to put a regular book in there too yeah you know that's right yeah an, an actual sort of printed book of something that's of you know general interest and it's not going to you know need your complete sort of uh, attention as it were we highly recommend The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I find it to be <laughs> very entertaining. <laughs> the weirdest of times. Not that we're sponsored by said gentleman or his we're publishers not. or otherwise. <laughs> it's, uh, we're sponsored yeah. by our patrons by, at Patreon, and we're really grateful for everyone that chips in, by the way, because it encourages us and it makes us feel that we can keep pushing content forward. One item I stuck on my list that I know is not popular because of environmental issues with them, but um, these sealed packs of wet wipes, just, you know, the small... Oh, handsome, yeah. The real yes, small yes. ones. Yes, I was so grateful for one of those. You wouldn't <laughs> believe it. When you're literally, you know, you're completely bedbound, you can't get out of the bed because you've got all this blooming wiring on you, sort of. Right, And right. drips and God knows what else. Um, you don't realise how sort of, you know, you just you can't bear, bear yourself, let alone 
what other people think. Right. You start so getting funky, nice to basically. It's just nice something to freshen yourself up with and yeah. you can then hurl it into the nearest bin. <laughs> you're, you're basically on a five-day plane ride, Steve. Think of yes, it that way. You're something on a like five-day yeah. plane ride where you're in the middle seat and you can't get out. <laughs> I suppose and, if, and you've got to... if I'd been unfortunate enough to be a bit more not so well on a more frequent basis i might have been better prepared for all of this but of course i wasn't so <laughs> well thank god you weren't and i think that's one yeah. of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is because we want everyone out there to think about what the possibilities are you could wake up this morning and think everything's fine and by evening it mm. it's just gone wheels up yeah um so, <laughs> For lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, so. It's almost like sort of getting on a plane and that plane suddenly gets diverted to a completely different city. You think, right. Ah, what happens now? How do I get to my intended de- destination? And, you know, and where what am I was sleeping I going to do tonight? with that intended destination? And now I'm not going to be there at that time. What do I need right. to do now? Um, I've been in that situation before now as well. <laughs> yeah. Arrived about, I eventually arrived about sort of three hours late by going via another airport. But uh, yeah, because of storms and planes not being able to um, land and such things, you think, ah, what do we do now? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's one of these things that you never think you're going to end up in. But when it does, you suddenly realise, oh, I wish I had X or Y. And then you start rooting in your bag and you realise that you've got things in your bag that you've not touched for sort of six months because you thought, yeah. I'll carry it just in case. And at that one time, you're very pleased that you have got whatever it is with you sort of thing. And um, you can sort of get through the next day or two and then right. you, you sort of you can sort of get to you think right I'm I'm winning now <laughs> I can get through this <laughs> I'm winning at life <laughs> I've successfully adulted today yes you know even if if something <clears throat> ends up missing out of your bag at least you know what to tell your family mm. members to go mm, get to bring. Yeah, if you have a list of these things this is also for emergencies for people that live in very volatile weather mm. conditions so if there's a tornado or flood or something like that mm. and you've got to go this is also very useful to have of course your list for hospital i think would be slightly different than your mm. list for coming uh, out of the house and evacuating or something like that but overall the one thing i think i can't stress enough is make sure that your loved ones know where your bills and accounts are and that they have access to them give people that you trust access to your accounts because if you can't handle these things you know steve was joking earlier about about that blog post that he can't get in on time that's that's not a life or death situation but if you're gone or if you're gone for a few days and there is an emergency with a financial situation you want to make sure that your family members have access to that i've said it to people many times uh, you've probably heard me mention it here but when i went to take care of my dad the 
I couldn't find anything in his house. And it was like a bomb went off in his house. And I had to go through every single piece of paper to find insignificant things that didn't mean anything and waste time instead of just having everything. And that's why I love the house binder. If you guys ever want to mm. consider doing a house planner or binder, I do a binder only because it's eight and a half by 11 regular standard sheets is what our bills come in in the United States. And I don't want to have to squeeze them into um, an A5 or an A4. A4 would really be squeezed, but it wouldn't be the right uh, hole punch. It's a lot easier to just hole punch for three holes and you put it in a binder. Use what you use locally. Just use it, though. That's the yeah. biggest thing, because I, I think a lot of people listen to this podcast and say, yeah, I'm going to get on that. And then 10 minutes later, distraction and squirrel and something else happens and it goes on. But if you could do one thing today is start on this, because mm. you, when you need it, you will be very grateful that you had it. And if you don't need it, it'll sit there and it'll remind you that at least you've gotten this one thing taken care of, not for yourself, but for other people that you mm. care about in your family. So on that wonderful note, where can we find you on the internet? Steve, you can find me making faces at you at uh, Philofaxi, <laughs> also at Planarology and Throat Punch Resumes and on Instagram at Kareen Tovmasi. And I think Facebook is getting ready to kick me out soon. So I've, I've just been putting all kinds of comments on there. So if you don't find me on Facebook anymore, you will find me on Instagram. Steve, where can we find you? <laughs> Trying to bail uh Kareen out of Facebook jail, I think. He's got he's got a ba- he's got a bail account set up for me. <laughs> <laughs> the bail bond man's coming round tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. You will find me as usual in the usual places of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and as Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed our ramblings and mutterings today, don't forget to like this podcast, share it. And subscribe to it, or in some other order. I'm not sure which, but you get the general idea. And take a look at our Patreon page. We're doing lots of stuff there. And you get to see and listen to these podcasts a bit earlier than normal. So take a look, and thank you very much. And good good health and stay safe, folks. <laughs>